Oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. I remember way back when the mega powers were bonded. Yeah, you made a lot of promises to the macho man Randy Savage, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep. I remember one specific one year you promised Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. You promised, didn't you, Hulk Hogan? And who had to come in and make the critical save the macho man Randy Savage covering from Hogan again? Welcome to episode number 12 of the Power 5 Podcast. I'm Kevin Williams. On this week's episode, we rank our top five wrestlers of all time. Let's introduce our panelists. First, the pod's very own Jesse Ventura, Mr. Brantley Vest. Pod father, how we doing? I'm doing well, doing well. How's things going? I like your uh, Carhartt headband tonight. Yeah, everything's good. Still no new headphones, but ready to talk some wrestling. Ready right. for it. I like. I appreciate that you called it wrestling right there. Next, we've got the honky-tonk man himself, Mr. Colin Thompson. What's up, Kevin? Hey, do you even know who the honky-tonk man was? I have absolutely no idea. It was George Strait. I knew five wrestlers. Five wrestlers. That's all you need. Uh, Touche. That's right. That is all you need. And last, the one and only ravishing Rick Rude, a.k.a. Christian Graver. Oh, yeah, brother. Mr. Williams, it's a pleasure to be here, brother. (laughs) All right, fellas, for the first time tonight, our guest panelist has decided to join us for the entire episode. Our guest is the biggest wrestling fan I know. He's met Stone Cold Steve Austin, seen multiple WrestleManias in person, named both of his kids after professional wrestlers, has perfected the Stinger Splash, listens to wrestling intro music when he rides his Peloton. He's forced his wife to trim the grocery budget just just so he could subscribe to the WWE Network, has a pair of Hawking Animal spiked shoulder pads in a protective case, and I've per personally witnessed him chop the rabbi rick flair style joining us tonight on episode number 12 is mr jonathan dilworth welcome to the pod sir hey i appreciate it fellas glad to be here if there's one topic i want to break down on the power five pod it's it's definitely some good old wrestling so uh happy to be here that's a great intro by the way and that's pretty spot on Dilworth, I got to know this right off the top. If you had a, a wrestling ensemble, surely the Jorts would be a part of it. Yeah, so I'm probably going to go uh, uh, maybe a, a sleeveless shirt, maybe a sleeveless uh, old school wrestling T-shirt with some cut off Jorts, Grandman style. And uh, yeah, that's that's the look I'm going with. What would your name be? Oh, man. And what would your finisher be? That's a good question. I mean, I mean, I feel like it might need need just to be Dilworth. Yeah. And then his finisher would be the number two. Well, (laughs) (laughs) something to do about a barn for sure. Yes. Maybe maybe like the barn stormer. I like that. Oh, I like that. that. If if you know, you know about the barn. We'll just leave it right there. Hey, so essentially, you know, you, you kind of put me on to a little bit of, 
of wrestling lingo. And since they're, we're asking you questions, kind of what your, what your gimmick would be, your character would be if you were a professional wrestler, you know, explain to our listening audience that, that may not understand what a gimmick is. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in the, in the wrestling world, gimmick is just kind of your, it's your character. I mean, listen, we're, we all know when we were young, we thought wrestling was the realest thing, but now, Hey, listen, it's still real to me. No, I'm just kidding. But what, but gimmick, what are you saying? But gimmick is obviously what uh, what what the kind of the character is that they're they're kind of portraying. Yeah. Hey, well, Let's, basically, your gimmick would essentially just be you. There would be no character about it. It would just be straight up Dilworth. That's it. Well, hey, there's a lot of wrestlers that pretty much have have done that over the years. So, you know, I, I think some characters or, or some wrestlers, their their characters pretty spot on with their real life, and then some obviously are you know, a little more make-believe, but, and then, I mean, obviously with, with a part of that, you've got heel, which is kind of a bad guy. You've got a face, which is a good guy. You know, that, that's, that's kind of another, you know, the good guy, bad guy way to describe those in the wrestling world. What would All you right. be, Delia? A baby, a baby face, maybe a heel. Why don't we ask your wife, bring her on the pod. Oh, well, she'd probably give you a little mix of both, but I, I don't know. She know. reminds me of Miss Elizabeth, and she told me she calls you the TR Randy Orton, brother. <laughs> well, you know, hey, every now and then you got to give her a good RKO. <laughs> you do. You really do. Colin, as North was going through all the wrestling terminology there, I saw you have your phone out. Were you, were you Googling like you were trying to get one on Brant last week? I was prepping for the game, Kevin. Hey, well, I think everybody's kind of excited about tonight's pod, at least really everybody, everybody except Colin. <laughs> um, Colin was not excited about tonight's episode, Serial. I don't know what else. Uh, baby back Everybody's, ribs. Baby toppings. back ribs. That's correct. Yep. <laughs> that was for the episode. <laughs> that was but, just for your life. You know, we've got a game tonight, and obviously we're going to get into our, our wrestlers. But, you know, wrestling, I don't know about you guys, but I remember watching it in the early 90s, maybe maybe a little bit in the late 80s, kind of that maybe 89 getting into 90. But I watched it probably, I don't know, a good six to eight years. And doing my homework for tonight's pod, honestly, I wish I would have stayed into it longer than I did because, man – just watching some promo videos just brought back some memories and um, just some of those characters that they had back then, man, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't remember exactly my, my first wrestling memory. However, I do remember uh, going over to our buddy Johnny's house. He had some wrestling pillows. I think he had a ultimate warrior wrestling pillow. He had uh, maybe an Andre the giant or something. I remember, going to the pick-a-flick video in Berea. Do y'all remember that? Colin, do you remember the pick-a-flick video in Berea? Absolutely. I mean, if you were in Berea on a Friday night and you weren't at the pick-a-flick of the Blockbuster, what were you doing? Exactly. I remember going there, and I would rotate week to week before I got into video games, rotate between WrestleManias and the awesome Chuck Norris movie Delta Force. We certainly weren't crossing each other in the sections, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Fever Pitch and Bull Durham every week was sold out when Colin was in town. That was like about, rookie of the year days, Christian. I'm sorry. What about y'all? Y'all got any uh, early wrestling memories? 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, I got to give all the credit to the good old rabbi, man. He, he, he got me started. He got me into wrestling. And uh, five, six years old, and obviously growing up watching, you know, the good old WWF Saturday night uh, main events, the WCW Saturday nights, the WCW Power Hours, even on, on like Saturday mornings when they would show some stuff. Um, the first I'll, – I'll go ahead and tell this quick story. So the first live wrestling event I ever went to, 1992 Greenville Memorial Auditorium. All right. Oh, yeah. A few matches from that that night. Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Flying Brian Pillman. Uh, the Steiner Brothers defeated uh, the Young Pistols. Uh, Barry Wyndham defeated Larry Zabisco. Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton defeated Dustin Rhodes and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And in the main event, Ravishing Rick Rude defeated Sting via disqualification because of uh, oh, uh, Jimmy Hart got involved. But, uh, yeah, I was able to – I remember that event, and, and I was able to do a little digging to get the, the card from that that, uh, that night. Me That's and the rabbi. Yeah, yeah, that was a star-studded card. That, so that was my first live event. I was five years old, man. I want to stop you there for a moment and talk about the rabbi. One of the pods, you know, top five fans for sure. Uh, I've been on the receiving end of one of his wrestling moves. Uh, The (laughs) rabbi known for his Rubbermaid lid uh, over the top of the head. Unfortunately, was the victim of one of those. Put me down for a few minutes. I think we were in uh, what, Nevada? Somewhere. Somewhere in Nevada, yeah. That's a foreign object. That's a DQ for the rabbi. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And does that mean the rabbi is going to make your top five list tonight, Colin? (laughs) That's a great wrestling (laughs) name. (laughs) You know, one of my earliest memories is um, I think Dilworth said it, you know, locally, you know, going to see wrestling at the Green Memorial Auditorium was a a staple. And I remember kind of growing up, you watch WCW, even though I think originally a lot of the stars we know, like your Hulk Hogan's, they were part of WWF. But as that transitioned into the 90s, as we started to grow up a little bit, you know, WWF was almost, you know, oh, it's on after nine o'clock, you know, like you'd really have to sneak to watch that. And, you know, a lot of the the big name talent, you know, was WCW. It wasn't really until kind of that late 90s, early 2000s attitude era push that I think you started to see that transition. And then obviously WWE really kind of took over the whole thing. WCW was no more. And so it was really interesting to see that transition because a lot of the wrestlers that, that we all know and love really started out with Vince McMahon, you know, with WWF and, and then to see kind of that transition to WCW. So I just remember all the action figures, which I still had. I think Dilworth, did I give you some of those? Either you or Will or yeah. somebody. Yeah, you gave a those trash to me. bag full of wrestling action figures, um, and that was Tuck, Tuck and Oak. Uh, Tuck and Oakley are currently enjoying those, so much thanks. Very nice, Tuck and Oak. That's a good tag team right there. That's right. It's hard to remember. I mean, one of the earliest uh, friends, Jeffrey Jones, who lived in my neighborhood growing up, he and his family were huge uh, wrestling fans. They had all the little action figures. You know, they had um, 
old school figurines. I can remember that for sure. And then my cousin was huge into it. So, I mean, I can remember as far back as six, seven years old, just kind of being around it and, and knowing about it. Didn't really get into it until I was really the attitude era was kind of my biggest, you know, 96, 97 to 2003 or four was kind of uh, probably my biggest uh, fandom period. You know, even Dilworth and I watched WrestleMania last year, uh, right as COVID hit, it was really awkward. It was, you know, no fans and an empty training center in Orlando, but Dilworth and I and a buddy of ours, Will Martin, got together, ordered a little Tony's Pizza, a little WrestleMania action. We always did that with the pay-per-views. We would even put kind of a little game together where you put the cards down, you decide who you want to win, and the winner gets a championship belt and maybe a vintage action figure. And that was just me trying to make it fun and have a good time. So, I mean, there was a lull where wrestling was really bad. And then I think, you know, few years ago it actually got really good again and now i think it's kind of hit this new dark period but i will say i will most likely be watching wrestlemania here in a couple weeks just because it's a tradition hey real quick i want to throw this out there did anybody call the wcw 1900 hotline number growing up never i think colin did Uh, this is a pg podcast that's a negative (laughs) hey listen if People that listen to this will, will know what I'm talking about. All right. You call that, that hotline number and they would give you rumors. They'd give you recaps from shows. It was kind of like the dirt sheets, but, but you were paying collect calls anyway, did it one time, got in some pretty good trouble by a uh, old Barry and Gene. Yeah. Would that, would that set them back like three seventy five, uh, something like that? Yeah. It was, it was a few bucks. Cause I think it was like $2 to make a call. And then it was like maybe 50 cent or something per additional minute. So yeah, <laughs> I did that one time, got in trouble. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What I want to know is what would Colin's name be and what would his finisher be? He just looks like he's just sitting there thinking about well, that, you know? It'd have to involve a headbutt. Col- Colin's definitely headbutting somebody. <laughs> yeah. Or he's, yeah, yeah. His finisher would be the top me off big guy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh, maybe throw some, uh, some grilled chicken and rice in your face. I could see Colin being like Babyface Thompson or something, just wearing shades and like no shirt, maybe a vest, tight pants, high heels, (laughs) maybe a women's medium sweatshirt. I don't know. Oh, Oh, gosh. Hey, with that, you ready to transition into our game, Colin? Let's do it. Yeah, let's move into the game. Um, So a joint effort tonight with me and our guest Dilworth just in case you guys need a reminder, I've got two wins in the games. I think next closest is one. Do all of you, do all of you have a win now? I've ran two games, so I've, I've, I wasn't a part I've of I've also two. ran two games. Oh, I've yeah. had a win. I've never had a, a game of my own. Right. So, y'all, you and Graver, Colin, have the most opportunities for wins. Let's just be clear about that. Well, I bet, bet <laughs> you won't accurate. be sitting at two wins after tonight. Um, no, that would be all right. Here we go. Literally impossible. <laughs> here we go. We're gonna have the same rules as uh, as we've just, as we've played by previously. You will ding yourself in if you know the answer. This is going to be one point a question, ten questions. 
Uh, Dorth and I will alternate asking the question. Do you gentlemen have any questions before we begin? Let's go. No questions. Your honor. All right. Question number one. The Undertaker won how many consecutive matches at WrestleMania before losing the streak to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30? Ding, Ding. 21. Christian, won nothing. Nice. Brand. And this is uh, going to be little, ugly. This is going to be brutal. A little, little side note there. Undertaker finished with a 25-2 and two record all-time at uh, WrestleMania. So, one of the, the greatest. Dead, the dead Spoiler. man was, was special. Spoiler, All right. Yeah. Uh, question number two, WrestleMania 32 has the record for having the largest attendance uh, with 101,764, and that attendance is the largest WrestleMania crowd. Uh, where was this particular mania hosted? Dang. What you got? The Rose Bowl. I don't know. Uh, ding. Was that uh, AT&T Stadium, Cowboys? That is correct. AT&T wow. Stadium, Dallas, Texas, home of Jerry Jones and his Dallas Cowboys. Should have known Dilworth would have said that one. He's a Jerry's boy. True. <laughs> two to nothing to the two zero zero. Question three. Which former Clemson Tiger football player competed in a match at WrestleMania two as part of a battle Royale, which was won by Andre the Giant. Ding. William Perry. That is correct. All right. On the board. Let's go. You're aging yourself, Kevin. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) WrestleMania 2? I I was going to say Ben Bowler. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Question number four. John Cena shares the record as the most decorated world champion with what other wrestler having Ding. won 16 world championships? Ding. Ding. Who is it? Bret Hart. That's incorrect. <laughs> Ding. Hulk Hogan. Incorrect. Uh, Ding. Undertaker. That is incorrect. The, the answer is Nature Boy, Ric uh, Flair. Woo! Question five. Hulk Hogan shocked the world when he slammed and defeated Andre the Giant in front of 90,000 people in the Pontiac Silverdome at which WrestleMania? Ding. Ding. Kevin. I'm going to go WrestleMania 6. That's incorrect. Ding. Christian was next. Okay, go. WrestleMania 10. That's incorrect. WrestleMania 9. That is incorrect. (laughs) WrestleMania three. Three. No, I, I was gonna was say earlier. Rocky three. I should have gone earlier. I would have been wrong either way. <laughs> All right. Question six. Which wrestling manager was known for his over-the-top antics and large cell phone during the NWA and early on WCW days? Ding. Ding. I believe that's Christian. That's Jimmy Hart. That is I mean, incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang it. Incorrect. What you got, Don, Brant? Don King. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Ding. I can't even remember what his last or what his name is, but is it the guy that wears the cowboy hat? Jim. Jim no clues, No, that's, that's incorrect. The, uh, the correct answer is Paul E. Dangerously. Now Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman. Oh, yes. man. I should have thought about that. Yep. Question seven, fellas. 
which two wrestlers came together to form the Mega Powers from 1987 to 1989? I mean, only Kevin was born even. <laughs> right. I, I, I wouldn't know. know. Can no you clue. repeat the question? That's a deep cut. Can which, you repeat the question so I can Google it, Colin? <sighs> which two wrestlers came together to form the Mega Powers from 1987 to 1989. Uh, ding. Ted DiBiase and Jake the Snake. That's incorrect. <laughs> These are deep cuts, fellas. No doubt. And we're, not gonna, we're not throwing y'all softballs here, man. You're not. Which this one kind of is, if we're being honest. But... Let's go. I need it. Oh, I, I know both wrestlers. Who was it? Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy. Oh, Ooh, I didn't. Man. That's crazy. That. Two yeah. of my faves. You just felt like you should know that. Yeah, yeah. that was a big moment. And uh, threw me off. In, I didn't remember that history. name. Hmm. All right, question eight, fellas. Rick and Scott Steiner were one of the most dominant tag teams throughout the late '80s and '90s. Which university Letterman jackets did they wear to the ring as Dang. part of their entrance? Kevin, Dang. Michigan. That is correct. University of Michigan Wolverines. Nice, Let's go. Is that two? So we get a score update with two questions left. We've got Kevin two, Brant zero, Christian two. Question Anybody's nine. game, except Brant. Hardcore <laughs> legend Mick Foley wrestled under the names Dang. gimmicks of. The question isn't even over yet. But I know. You'll wait. You'll wait. Under the gimmicks of mankind, dude, love. And is which other ding, character? Ding. Yes, Brown. Cactus Jack. Dang, that is correct. Nice job, Brown. Nice. All right, fellas. Last question. This is a uh, – if you're within a certain number here, I'll give you a, the uh, a correct answer here, all right? In 1982, Vince McMahon bought out the WWF for $1 million. As of the end of 2020, oh, how much is the WWF slash WWE now worth? I'm going to say $10 billion. That is incorrect. Ding. And not uh, close. Ding. $1.7 billion. That's incorrect. Um, who's closer? All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go 700. Check that. I'm going to go 2.5 billion. That is incorrect. The correct answer is $6 billion. Thanks. So I was closer. Closest. I get the point. No, I uh, think we need uh, a bonus. I think we need a bonus <laughs> question to determine. You can't go under. You question. can only go over. Well, I was going to give you a correct answer if you were within $500 million and y'all didn't get that close. $500 million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon is is a billionaire. I think he owns now like around thirty three percent of the shares or something. So anyway, wow, he's um, earned it. Peacock, yeah, pretty good investment. Right. Pretty good. So investment. what's what's the score, Colin? Kevin two, Brant one, Christian two. All right, here we go. Tiebreaker question right here off the top of the head. So I'm excluded from this, or can you're I? Get excluded. In? No, <laughs> technically you're excluded. Technically, I could get in. You're out. You're out. All right, here we go. Sorry. All right, here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin partnered. <laughs> now, when I say Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm really talking about Stunning Steve Austin. The author? The original. Stunning like- Steve Austin 
<laughs> who did he partner up with in WCW to create and form the Hollywood Blondes? Uh, Ding, is that uh, Kurt Henning? That's Mike's, incorrect. Mike's Luger. That's incorrect. It is Flying Brian Pillman. Mm. Oh, yeah. Him. I was closest yeah. again, so I should technically get that point. <laughs> you were closer. You were under. All right, boys, y'all tell me. Another question or is hey, it a time? Hey, no, let, can you give us a question that's got like some kind of crazy number again and let's go like a closest? Closest to the pen? Yeah, closest to the pen. Uh, yeah. Closest right, to the mat. I read, I read this today. WrestleMania – one cost how much on pay-per-view? I'm going to go with uh, twenty four ninety nine. I'm going to go. Mm, I'm going to go nineteen ninety nine. The correct answer was nine ninety five. Let's go! Oh, wow. Let's wow. Well, go. I guess Kevin knew what the price of the dollar was worth back then. So, help you <laughs> on the board, man. Wow, Kevin, the biggest wow, the wrestling fan on the up. pod with the win. Man, that's huge. The pressure just skyrocketed for me to win a game. Colin, I'm on your heels, buddy. Bring it on. I mean, I'm not really worried. All right, fellas, big win right there for me. I'm fired up about that. But now, man, to the main event, we have got our top wrestler rankings. So, without further ado, let's get started. Number five. Coming in at number five for me, I want to first give my criteria for Jeff Manis and those of you playing at home. So for me, I really took a look at the wrestler's career. I took a look at their persona, their gimmick, their character. Also look at their in-ring skills as well as their mic skills. So to make my list, you had to have a combination of those. Didn't mean you have to be great on the mic if your career spoke for you. But really, when I think about icons, my number five for me, we talked a little bit about him. This guy had a 30-year career. He had 11 ring names. And his first one, believe it or not, was the name of his brother, but spelled differently. And that's Kane, C-A-I-N, The Undertaker. You all know him as the dead man, as The Undertaker, the streak of 21 straight, the 25-2 and two WrestleMania overall record. Really the guy who, to me, took that 90s horror genre of WWF and made it what it was, haunted my childhood. I will never be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, number five, The Undertaker. Cue the music. And that was your fifth pick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you should stay for the others. <laughs> Great pick. He'll he'll definitely be back. Yeah, classic, classic pick right there. I like that. All right, number five for me. Uh, he's also been mentioned, but it is Mick Foley. Number five, Mick Foley. Probably Cactus Jack is my favorite Mick Foley character, but also wanted to point out Dude Love debuted with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a tag team match versus Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. He debuted the claw, you know, Dilworth. I don't know what that was. Is that what it was called? Mr. Socko. Mr. Socko. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah. That was mankind. Yeah. What a, yeah. Oh, what, what he had? The, the mandible claw. Yep. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and that was such a great, so just Mick Foley in general is my number five. Uh, mankind is probably the, the least of my favorite of his personas. Uh, but but I distinctly remember that his debut was Stone Cold. 
Stone Cold won in a stunner on the British Bulldog. It was a great match. Dude Perfect had all these dancers around him after it was over. Um, so Mick Foley, number five. I, I got to give you props for that. He did not make my list, but because of all that he's done and what he endured, his body. Uh, Dilworth, you probably remember this match where he got thrown through the top of the cage onto the pile oh, yeah. of tacks. And yes. it was that one of those I quit matches where he never said he quit and they taped his voice or something. That guy yeah. put his body through the ringer, man. Dude, He's got to get some respect. I, yeah, that's so, another thing I wanted to mention in my criteria real quick, though, is Royal Rumble 2000 versus Triple H with the tax, the thumb tax. He did a suplex of Triple H on a pallet and a wooden shard went into uh, Triple H's leg and he bled like crazy. That was one of the greatest matches of all time. He bled like Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, it, but that was fake. Though. This was actually real, <laughs> a real shard of wood. I tell you, that Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and Undertaker threw him off the top, Jim Ross on the commentary. By God, by God, he's been broken in half. I mean, (laughs) I I still remember it to this day, the thumbtacks. My God, the carnage. And and I'll tell you what's underrated here is, and you hit on it with all three kind of gimmicks, is there's a Royal Rumble where he – came out as all three characters he would he came out as oh one God. got eliminated came back as another <laughs> one got eliminated and came back as the other so the guy could definitely sell his uh his gimmicks absolutely he's a weird gap man all <laughs> right so my criteria i had to figure out you know do i want to go with wrestlers that i that i tend to like now which are those that are just great in their promos, just hilarious. You know, your Ric Flair's obviously, your Stone Cold's, um, The Rock, et cetera. Or did I want to go back to when I actually watched wrestling and like the wrestlers then? Um, and that's what I actually decided. So all of my wrestlers are from the, you know, the the late eighties through the through the nineties a little bit. And so that's my criteria. I'm I'm just kind of going back on nostalgia for my ranking. So coming in at number five, a classic all-time world champion in the WCW and the NWA. He's floated around, retired like 97 times. I think he's officially retired now. Uh, Maybe doing a few promos every now and then for wrestling. But coming in at number five for me is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's a good pick. I like that. Respect the classics. And, 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 and I'm just going to say this. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is a very, in my opinion, underrated. And, and, and I will tell the listeners, go watch WrestleMania three with Macho Man, one of the greatest, purest wrestling matches of all time. Colin, do that tonight. I'll on it, Christian, on it. <laughs> so here's the deal with my criteria. I only knew five wrestlers or only five that I could come up with at the time. Four of those I was indifferent to or potentially liked. The fifth one, I don't, but I had to put him on my list. Coming in at number five, uh, the nature boy Ric Flair will forever be dead to me for wearing a South Carolina Gamecocks jersey uh, there in the, in the 2000s for a period of time. Can you give us a woo? 
No. <laughs> are, you, are you having a hard time keeping those alligators down, Colin? I'm sorry. <laughs> man, Ric Flair dead to you. That's, wow, for the Gamecock jersey. Wow, man. Talk about yeah. a George that's, Jones answer right there. That's heavy. That's right. I bet George Jones likes Ric Flair. He does. <laughs> George Jones. Goat, like meet Kevin. the goat. Show some respect. George Jones likes Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, he does. Oof. All right, fellas. Um, real quick, just like all good uh, and, and quality wrestlers have with them as a as a good manager, uh, I'm gonna ask my manager to step in. I know the listeners at home can't see this, but standing over my shoulder is one Jeff Harrelson. He's he's my go-to man here, and 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 so I just want the listeners to know at home that. My Paul E. Dangerously, my Jim Cornette, my, you know, uh, Paul Ellering is Jeff Harrelson. So that's that's my that's my guy. Hey, can so, I interrupt? Uh, just just yeah. for the listener's sake, he, he kind of looks like Varys from Game of Thrones. <laughs> All you got to do is look at the guy and he'll bleed. <laughs> that's true. He'll bleed out All like right. a stuck pig. All right, fellas, uh, just real quick. Yeah, uh, criteria for me, uh, character slash gimmick, uh, in-ring workability, uh, just overall move skill set, their, their finishing moves, uh, mic skills, ours in the wrestling world, oh, you know, their, their ability to get on the stick, as they like to call it, and cut a good promo, and then just overall entertainment value. I mean, you can be a good wrestler, but if you're not really entertained by them, that's, that's not going to really – you know, uh, do it for me. So anyway, coming in at number five on my top fives wrestling list is, Ooh, what a rush build from Chicago, Illinois, the road warriors, Legion of doom, Hulk and animal. Uh, let me tell you something about these guys, uh, shoulder pads with the spikes face paint with the haircuts, aggressive, just bruiser style in the ring extremely strong Paul Ellering the mastermind the the guy that, that just kind of put these guys together and and was kind of their you know the, their manager that kind of just you know he he instigated a lot of stuff these guys could cut great promos but they could put on a heck of a match in the ring and I love tag team wrestling these guys are probably the top of that list for me when it comes to the tag team division. It's a, you know, tag team wrestling is, is a, is an art it's, and it's a lost art in today's wrestling. And if you go back and watch any of their old matches versus Steiner brothers, midnight express, any of the four horsemen, the Koloffs, uh, Nikita and Ivan, just, they had some great matches. And when that, when that water rush hit and that music started playing, you knew it was about to just get real and business was about to pick up. And uh, they are the only tag team in wrestling history to, to have uh, tag team titles in the AWA, NWA, WCW, WWF, uh, even over in Japan. And I just want to say rest in peace. Obviously, Hulk died many years ago. Uh, Animal just died six months ago. So the Road Warriors are no longer with us, but they are uh, – at the top of the tag team list for me. So they're coming in at top five at, at number five. Great pick. Love that. Classic. Number four. 
coming in at number four for me, it's the outfits, it's the shades, it's the Slim Jims, it's Miss Elizabeth, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage, it's the flying elbow drop off the top rope. I mean, you can't think of childhood wrestling nostalgia without this man right here. Rest in peace to one of the goats to ever do it in the business, Mr. Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, like it. Good pick, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, Macho Man. Well, and 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 here's what's underrated about Macho Man is he he could cut a unbelievable promo. And I think the one that kind of sticks out to me is the old cream rises to the top, you know, with the little, mm, little creamer. Yeah, a little creamer <laughs> cup, man. Just that's an underrated. Uh, just it, I don't know, man. That's, yeah, that's if you a, haven't seen it, Colin, uh, Google cream rises. <laughs> I'm talking about all the way to the top, you yeah, and just a flyably in a position that I'd rather Ooh. not be. Yeah, in. It, it, it's, it's like two rolls sausage it melts in your mouth and on your hand, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number four for me. It is the master of the sharpshooter. It is Brett, the hitman heart. So let me let me give a little bit of criteria here because I'm going to leave some guys off that are deserving top five. But if I didn't watch them, if they weren't in my era of watching, uh, then I kind of let them all. So Ric Flair, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Dusty Rhodes, some of those are going to be uh, legends that I leave off because they, they just really – weren't in my wheelhouse when I was watching. So I'm, I'm mainly like the attitude era, which was a good era for TV, but um, Bret Hart kind of towards the end of his career, I, I, I just liked him. Um, he was, he has uh, championships in five decades, seventies through 2010. He's a five time WWF world heavyweight champion, two time WCW uh, champion, a WWE Hall of Fame class 2006. He's a Simpsons character. He has a 14-year column in the Calgary Sun. He's everyone's favorite Canadian. He, he was also on the losing end of the Montreal screw job, uh, which is why to this day I hate Shawn Michaels. But number four, Bret Hart. The hit man, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Number he's a winner, but he's your fourth. Well, that's what he you'll says. See, you'll actually see why he's my fourth because I just have absolute legends in my top three. I kind of feel like that's <laughs> off the grid a little bit. I like that pick. Maybe it's not, but so, I mean, he's, that's a he's good classic. Pick. Yeah, it is. It is a good pick. All right, my number four, Dilworth. You mentioned this back during the game which is why i actually got the answer correct my number four man i love tag team wrestling just like you mentioned earlier um i don't watch wrestling right now so i don't know how good or how bad the tag team wrestling is but man in the 90s it was strong or the 80s and the 90s it was strong so coming in at number four for me rick and scott steiner the steiner brothers tag team titles in the nwa the wcw um, had nice rivalries against Midnight Express. Also had tag team title in the WWF. I remember, I remember the blue and the gold wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Their little costumes, their gimmick, and and I think I, the singlet. There we go. 
I remember reading that when they got signed on to go to the WWF, that was like their big gimmick is to play up the the whole Michigan thing. So uh, I did also read that they're not in the Hall of Fame, and uh, one of the reasons why is apparently Rick Steiner is is not very fond of of Vince McMahon and has has you know fired some shots out there. So number four, those Steiner brothers, classic. That's a great pick, and I and I won't give a little shout out right there on that pick. That's uh, that's one of Johnny Garrett's uh, top tag teams. We uh, we talked about that today. He loves some Steiner brothers, little Frankenstein'ers. Uh, so yeah, great pick, JG. In the words of QCB from Primetime with the Pac Man, never heard of them. Uh, number four for me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Andre the Giant. I mean, what a mammoth creature. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> and the Princess Bride. <laughs> That's a great pick. I like it, Colin. That's a mammoth human. Did you really like his like the singlet he wore with like the one strap and you could see his man chest? Oh yeah. Wow. That I was could like see you cut. He had the Kenny Powers. Oh. He had the Kenny Powers <laughs> perm. Did you guys hear that on a plane once he drank like 800 beers and they yes. couldn't get him off yes. the plane or yes. something? Yeah, like he would routine, routinely drink 30 beers on a plane on a four hour plane ride, and then they couldn't well, get him off the plane. It took like a crane or something. <laughs> I mean, he his hands his hands swallowed a 12 ounce can. So yes. I mean, it it's pressed, hard to believe he I you know didn't live to 100. Hey, lucky, lucky for all of us, he was the fourth person down in Collins' Google search. For yes. Top <laughs> all right, fellas, coming in at number four, Build from Austin, Texas. He is the son of a plumber. He's for the common man. All right. We're talking about the American dream, Mr. Dusty Rhodes. All right. Let me tell you something. Hey. All right. Dusty Rhodes, and I get it. All right, he he was in his prime well before I was a wrestling fan. But obviously, being a, a huge fan of the business, I I watch a lot of old matches. Always have, and and I tell you, you want to be entertained? Go on YouTube and just watch Dusty Rhodes promos. They they're intense, man, and you can just see the fire and the passion. His hard times promo when he's talking about how you know Rick, you know Rick Flair is is was born with a a silver spoon and and basically Dusty Rhodes had to work for everything that he's had to get and and he says you know you don't know about hard times you you don't know about the textile workers that can't put food on the table for the kids you don't know about the auto workers that are sent home with no more work you don't know about the man that's worked thirty years been given a watch and and told him to you know, go on home that he's replaced by a computer. And that's that's a that's a great all-time just promo by Dusty Rhodes. And and listen, look at his body. Obviously he's not the big physical chiseled out kind of muscle head that you see in today's wrestling. But by God, that man could work in a in a 20 by 20 squared circle. And and he put on some great matches with Ric Flair, the Koloffs, you know, all the horsemen. Um so anyway Dusty Rhodes, number four. Solid pick. Number three. Well, coming in at number three for me, I think this guy is probably best known for his roles on the big screen. Uh, Maybe you've heard of him, uh, a couple movies, Mr. Nanny, uh, maybe Urban Commando, uh, or maybe you remember him from Rocky Three. 
Uh, this guy worked for both WWF, WCW. I would say he was probably even bigger in the WCW. You probably remember him uh, as the black and white NWO. Uh, Mr. Hollywood himself, Mr. Hulk Hogan, brother. Um, I like it. All right, number three for me. I'll be short and sweet with this one because he doesn't need much of an introduction, nor does, does his record need any uh, defending here on this pod. The Undertaker, one of the greatest all-time characters. I had like a VHS tape of one of his Buried Alive, early Buried Alive events. I watched it. I mean, I wore it out. Uh, number three, The Undertaker. Hey, can we cue an organ and turn out the lights for like five seconds? Hey, you can't beat that intro. Get chill. Yeah. You hey, you can also take a nap during that intro because having been at a WrestleMania <laughs> with Undertaker wrestling down that long ramp, no kidding. You can go to the bathroom, you can get some concessions, <laughs> and you can come back before he's in the ring. Absolutely. But I, it is it is awesome. It Gotta is awesome. Gotta build it up. Gotta build it up. <laughs> All right, coming in at number three for me, Dilworth, you've already mentioned these guys going back to the tag team well again. We've got the Road Warriors, a.k.a. the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. J.D., you've given all the all the stats and info about these guys. The only thing that, that I had written down that you had not uh, mentioned was that their character and their makeup and their, their costume, the whole – Old Nine Yards was based on a movie called The Road Warrior, which was a Mad Max movie. Don't know if y'all knew that or caught that, but coming in Mel at Gibson, number three, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. Coming in at number three is The Road Warriors or The Legion of Doom, whatever your preference. I like it. Love it. Love it. Want some more of it? Interesting there, Calvin. Number three. <laughs> oh <my>, yeah. <clears throat> the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Who? You guys have covered a lot on him already. Uh, a little bit of interesting research I found was actually a baseball guy, four years in the minor leagues, got uh, signed by the Cardinals. Actually learned to throw left-handed after he injured his right arm. Wow. Interesting. Colin hit that Finally. Up, son. A connection to something Colin's into. Colin, if we came together and gave you 100 bucks, would you talk like Macho Man Randy Savage for the rest of the pod? I'm going to need a little bit more than that. You wouldn't do it for a hundred bucks. Nah. All right. All right, fellas. All right. Uh, good pick, man. Uh, coming in at number three for, uh, for myself is uh, the man with the blonde hair, the face paint, the, the bright colored pants build from Venice beach, California. We're talking Tom about no, one and all, and by the way, don't interrupt me again. We're talking about Sting, all right. We're st let me tell you something. Obviously, Sting is known for the the blonde hair with the bright colors, and then the long black hair with the crow gimmick, right? Which a little <laughs> little uh, factoid here: the crow gimmick was suggested to him by Scott Hall. Mm. But anyway, yeah, early on in in his career, NWA, WCW days. Just, I mean, as a kid, like you gravitated towards the 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 young, the blonde headed, athletic guy that was flying all around the ring, uh, Stinger Splash, uh, Scorpion Deathlock. You know, he him and Ric Flair put on an unbelievable match at 1988 Clash of Champions, 45 minute time limit draw, um, and that match kind of put Sting on the map going forward. 
obviously later on during the Crow gimmick days, 1997 Starcade against Hogan. This was kind of the NWO versus WCW. NWO was kind of running things. Sting kind of put the WCW on his back, defeated Hogan. Anyway, that was just a huge deal. But, but yeah, I mean, Sting was my first favorite wrestler uh, as a kid. And um, so, obviously, love Sting. Preferred the the early, early on Sting. But, yeah, number three, Sting. Love Sting. A fan favorite, no doubt, man. Love that pick. Awesome. Number two. Well, you know what this guy always says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. The styling, profiling, son of a gun himself even makes a Colin Thompson say, we're talking about the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. I mean, just the guy has swagger for days. I mean, even at his age now, I mean, put that guy in a ring and he probably won't last long, but I just, I want to see him in a ring. So uh, maybe at WrestleMania, we'll get another uh, a sighting. Uh, his daughter, Charlotte, maybe you've heard of her. Uh, you know, really big in the women's ranks. Uh, I know Colin's really big into that. So I just wanted to give a shout out. Ric Flair, number two. All right, coming in. You can't go wrong with the nature boy. My bad, Brent. No, you're good. I like that. That's a good take. The nature boy. I love it. Number two for me. It's got to be arguably the most successful uh, wrestler to ever roll out of his wrestling career and just become an absolute superstar, probably going to be the president of the United States um, at some point. It is The Rock, the people's elbow followed by rock bottom. You can't beat it. He's the reason why I tuned in to Raw after I lost interest in wrestling. Um, He, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time. Number two, The Rock. Couldn't leave him off. I mean, there's only one obvious reason why he's number two, but Great. Love him. Hope he is president. I'll vote for him if he runs. Preach. Dwayne Johnson, the guy is just amazing. I mean, you talked about the attitude era earlier, right? I mean, like late 90s, early 2000s when, you know, he started out as Rocky Maivia as part of the nation and he really wasn't getting the buzz, you know, but once he came in, you know, and got that style and that that eyebrow, you know, and the people's yes. champ and you mentioned it, I remember growing up and Dilworth, you remember this, like me, you and Joe, we'd get the CDs, we'd play the theme music, we'd wear the t-shirts, we'd, we'd block off the living room, put the pillows down, give each other some rock bottoms, some people's elbows. And then my dad would come in and destroy us all jumping off the top turnbuckle, suffocate us. One of the, one of the greatest on the mic, uh, you know, he's one of the greatest trash talkers, jabroni candy, a sorry, Kevin. Um, just doesn't one of matter what your name is. It doesn't man. matter apple, what you, candy yeah, apple. I love it. I love it. But candy number apple, two, apple. the rock. I watched a 15 minute promo today between the rock and stone cold. And it was gold, man. It was fantastic. You're exactly right. Brent. One of the greatest on the microphone. Love it. Good. Great pick, man. Great pick. All righty. Coming in at number two is the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Hey, I didn't realize that his name was Randall Mario Pofo. Pofo. Had no idea about that from Ohio. Oh, is he Spanish? 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Colin, hey, that was a nice grab, little factoid about the Cardinals. And, yes, I also saw that. Got his right arm uh, demolished, I guess, in a in a collision at the plate and learned how to throw left-handed. That's That's impressive to be able to do that, obviously. And how about that intro to pomp and circumstance with all of those crazy robes that – Macho Man used to have. I mean, just an absolute classic. Number two, Macho Man Randy Savage. Legend. Arguably the best dried meat spokesperson of all time. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That's a guaranteed fact, right, Colin? Absolutely. Anyways, uh, coming in at number two for me, uh, I think it's well documented that I did not watch wrestling at any period of time in my life. Uh, but as a kid in the 90s, you certainly knew who Hulk Hogan was. Uh, so Hulk Hogan, number two, also grew up a baseball kid, believe it or not. Um, and who could forget 34 years ago yesterday, the Pontiac Silverdome dropping Andre the Giant. <laughs> I remember oh like it was yesterday. Gosh. Oh it all gosh. comes full circle. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Only Colin pulls in two baseball <laughs> references in his top five wrestlers <laughs> list. Absolutely. All right. Uh, coming in for me at number two, this guy, he's been mentioned already, but he he is billed from Charlotte, North Carolina. He is the man on the mic that could cut a promo and just be one of the biggest heels in the business, but you couldn't – like, he was a heel, but you couldn't help but just like the guy. Uh, you might have hated him then, but now you, you love him. Uh, it's Ric Flair. It's nature, it's nature Boy. I I mean, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, um, the flashy uh, demeanor, the the Rolexes, the, the alligator skin uh, shoes, all the suits, the limousines. I mean, listen, the man – coined some of the greatest phrases in all of wrestling. Space Mountain, oldest ride, longest line. The styling, profiling, limousine, riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Are you kidding me? I mean, and, and, and I mean, the women. I mean, you go watch some of his old promos from the NWA days. The women are just flocking to him, all right? In, like, um, stadium seats behind them, too. Yes, yes. And and then, obviously, I think this has already got mentioned, but to be the man, you got to beat the man, all right? And, and, and you go and just – not only was he great on the mic, but then in the ring. I mean, just the – he had the flair for the dramatic – uh, the the figure four leg lock. Um, what one of the best things was the the slaps in the corner of the ring on the, against the turnbuckle. Um, and then what I loved is when he was getting his tail whipped by somebody, he would just plead with them to like you know, <laughs> don't don't please stop. You know, like, like you Colin know. in high school. We uh, forgot we about that. That's a spot on. You know, and so I mean, not only was he just great on the mic, cutting promos, could sell it, but just in the ring, man. Uh, the Four Horsemen. I mean, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tolly Blanchard, later Barry Windham. You know, JJ Dillon is kind of their manager. So go go watch some great matches with with Ric Flair. Watch some promos. Six time, sixteen time world champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Number one. 
Well, coming in at number one for me, it's no surprise. We just heard a lot about him. I mean, you can't have a top five amount Rushmore without this guy's eyebrow sticking up. We're talking the attitude era. We're talking the people's champ, the people's elbow, the rock bottom. We're talking about if you're some man, what Dwayne The Rock Johnson is cooking. Number one is The Rock for me. Uh, he's just – he speaks for himself. Number one, The Rock. Mic drop. Can't argue it. Can't argue it. All right, number one for me, and it was not even close. It's still not close. I'm still a huge fan. He's still putting great things out. It's the Texas Rattlesnake. He, the poster boy of the Attitude Era. You know, let me tell you something. I, I, you know, let me let me say that one of the reasons why I love Stone Cold. What? The Stone Cold Podcast. What? What? It's Broken Skull IPA. What? That sweet vest. What? I mean, you just can't beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number one, I'll let. I'll, you know, he's probably coming up again. I'll let whoever takes it uh, give more details. But the greatest of all time, not even close, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, number one. Stunner. All right, coming in at number one for me, the classic rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Just a classic memory that I had, man. Him on his entrance, just dead sprinting into the ring, grabbing the the rope, shaking him like he was convulsing. Man, he had several different titles, pinned Hogan at some point in time at WrestleMania six, I believe it was. Had a couple of rivalries against Jake the Snake, the Undertaker at the end of his career. Go on to kind of take on Hogan when Hogan was was kind of leading the NWO in the, the mid to late 90s there. But number one for me, the ultimate warrior. Classic. Solid Great pick. pick. Great pick. Uh, coming in at one for me, it's been covered. Christian, the rock, is not my number one as well. Nice. Um, some memories of him in his wrestling days more previously or more recently with ballers, uh, but big fan. You loved him at Miami too. Yes. <laughs> All right, fellas. Coming in for number coming in at number one for me is the man himself, the Texas rattlesnake. Uh he's billed from Victoria, Texas. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if, if anybody knows me, man, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hands down, favorite wrestler of all time. It's, it's not even close. When that glass shattered, you knew that it was about to just get wild. When when Stone Cold just came walking down, he just that, that, that swagger he had, that head bobbing side to side with his vest on. And, and he would hit all four turnbuckles, throw up those fists, maybe throw a middle finger. Uh, you knew it, it was, you know, that when you heard glass, it meant it was your, you know what. Um, and, and obviously we've already hit the what. Uh, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your, you know what. And that all was coined 1996 King of the Ring after he defeated Jake the Snake Roberts. I just love the feud between the, you know, between himself and Vince McMahon growing up because he was rebelling against authority. He did things his way. And then his best feud of all time in the ring uh, was obviously against The Rock. 
Uh, they put on some great matches. The WrestleMania 17, the the build up to that was unbelievable. Um, great promos uh, and and a very good match. His best match all time is probably WrestleMania 13 when he passes out in the sharpshooter against Bret Hart. Even though he lost that match, I guess it, it still put him on the map as a main event kind of guy. Obviously, his promos are unbelievable. Uh, his catchphrases, his sayings. The the uh, the promo he had with Mike Tyson and Vincent Mann in the ring, uh, leading up to WrestleMania uh, in 1998, and then obviously, I, I, I you know I got to say this: you think about the beer truck, you think about the Zamboni, you think about the monster truck, uh, the concrete truck. I mean, he did all these things um, that just were unbelievable. And during the Attitude Era, he moved the needle. Nobody moved the needle like Stone Cold. So it's hands down for me, number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And having met him in Vegas years ago, he could not have been cooler, nicer guy, and even shot me a good middle finger for a picture. So I've got that uh, to keep for all time. Classic Steve. Dilworth, I don't know if you realize this or not. You probably do. But you actually got me on to pods, um, which is funny since we're obviously doing one, but it was Stone Cold's podcast that you got me on. That was the first one I ever listened to. What was that thing called again? Uh, well, it was just the Stone Cold podcast and the Unleashed version right. was the best right. one. Yeah, yeah. He kind of let it all fly on that one. Gotcha. Well, man, listen, we're running out of time. Uh, we, we don't really even have enough time to review everything, but, man, that was a lot of fun. J.D., I appreciate you coming on, man. You are more than welcome anytime. Whatever we're ranking, you want to hop on, dude, you know you're welcome at any point in time. So we certainly appreciate you coming on tonight. Enjoyed it, fellas. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. great to have you, Dilworth. You know, you're kind of like Jake the Snake Roberts. You're just, you know, kind of like Julia Roberts, pretty woman. So cute. It doesn't matter what you think, Christian. Doesn't matter. Fair enough. Hey, thanks again to all of our listeners for joining us tonight. We are actually going to take next week off. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to rank something out. So we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we can't wait to see you. Till then, say goodnight, Kevin. This is- <laughs>